stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick. And this week, I'm going solo again to welcome all the Robinhood traders and all of you other new investors to investing into stocks. Now, I've been doing this podcast for nearly five years now, and I've covered uh, younger people buying stocks many times on the podcast, millennials and then Gen Zs. I've had um, interns, our 20-something Zach's interns on to talk about what they were investing in, what their friends invested in. But it's been a couple of years, and while some were in like Robinhood or the Acorns, remember Acorns? That's a cool investing platform too, where you're taking like your extra change from your charge card, and that extra goes into stocks or whatever you're designating it to go into. And so these platforms, again, have been around for a while, but now it looks like here in 2020, they've really caught on fire. And it looks like we're hitting a critical mass of these young investors all wanting to get into stocks. Now, Robinhood has said they've added 3 million new accounts during the COVID shutdown and just other trading platforms like Schwab, E-Trade, Fidelity, and the others have all added millions of accounts during the shutdown. Now, some of that is because nobody had anything else to do. And um, with all the gambling shut down and whatnot, sports betting, things like that, uh, stocks kind of became an alternative. But it also was just a time where people could start to pay attention to the stock market We had the big coronavirus sell-off. There were some deals out there. It was an investing opportunity. And now we've had the rebound. And a lot of people are finding out like, hey, maybe I should invest in some stocks. Um, And another thing is it's gotten a lot cheaper. There's almost no trading fees now with a lot of these platforms. And now a lot of the companies have launched things like Schwab stock slices. I don't know if you heard about this, fractional shares. Robinhood, I noticed, now has the fractional shares as well. But Schwab stock slices is where you buy a portion of one of the big expensive stocks, like an Amazon or a Netflix, the ones that are over $1,000 now, Chipotle. And for $5, you can buy a slice. So they do charge for this service, but you can spend like $50 a month buying a slice of the big expensive stock. Now, this is kind of what the old ShareBuilder used to do. Um, ShareBuilder was bought out finally by E-Trade, so it no longer exists. But ShareBuilder allowed you to put in like $100 and you could buy um, $100 of the Amazon, it might take you a while to get a full share of the Amazon if you do it that way, but you eventually will get the full share. So it is a way to get some of these more expensive by dollar amount stocks um, without actually having the firepower to buy one whole share. So there's a lot of good innovations that are going on right now on these platforms, and now everybody's dove in and they're all in it. Now, um, I'm excited that a lot of younger, newer investors are getting into the stock market, but a lot of the old timers, maybe you've heard, aren't as thrilled. There's a lot of, dare I call it, whining 
about the Robinhood traders in particular, moving the market on a lot of the stocks under $5 or some of these companies that have gone or declared bankruptcy already, they've already filed and their stock, you know, is getting these big surges after the filing because people are basically day trading them. So I don't know, did anyone else see billionaire investor Lee Cooperman on CNBC? Um, He was on here in mid-June of 2020. And he's the head of Omega Advisor. He is a billionaire, as I just said. He has a long track record of investing. So a lot of people like to hear what he thinks about the stock market. And he's now 77. And he was complaining uh, several times during this interview about the Robin Hood traders and that they were setting themselves up for failure and they're doomed. They're they're dumb. They're buying things like Hertz. And it's only going to end one way and it's going to be bad. Um, but this is an argument and we've heard this before. We heard it in 1998, 99. Those of you who are Gen X investors, um, or baby boomers who are listening to this podcast, the Gen Xers were new traders in 98, 99 as well. New investors. That was when the online trading first came into being. It was invented back then. And the dot-com boom was raging. And suddenly, we could trade on our computers, and we didn't have to spend $50 to call up Merrill Lynch and make them buy 50 shares or 100 shares. We had to buy them lots even before, before the late 90s. And while there was a charge, maybe it was you know $9.99 or something to, to buy the shares, that was a lot cheaper than what it used to be. So yeah, we all dove in. There were a lot of new investors in 98-99. Stocks were in the boom years, up, up, up. Um, a lot of people were trading out of their dorm rooms even, but not on their computers. There was no wireless back then. And you only had computers in the computer rooms on the school campuses. But some spraying for the Bloomberg terminals during that era. Yes, it cost a lot of money, but some did spring for that. And they were trading in their dorm rooms on the hot stocks of those that day, which was like Qualcomm, Pets.com, Webvan, Yahoo, all of that was going on. It was a new era, but there was a lot of complaints about it back then too, that there was just too much speculation and you know, all the young people didn't know what they were doing and all they were doing was buying the tech stocks and the stocks on the NASDAQ. And, uh, you know, it was only going to end one way and it was going to be bad. So did Gen X get burned in that market? And with all of that crazy stuff going on, of course we did. (laughs) Yes, we did. And millennials and Gen Z's doing similar types of behaviors, but not identical, but similar this time around are likely going to get burned too. Like Cooperman said, he's seen it before. We've all seen it before, but it is about learning. It's about learning to be an investor or a trader and you'll take those lessons and you'll move forward with it. So I'm not going to complain about it because I'm glad to see all these new investors into the stock market. And with trading, there is always risk. Even with investing, long-term investing, there's still, of course, risk. But trading, you know, day trading, hourly trading, 
minute by minute trading, all of that is always been risky. And so anyone who's starting out and doing it now, you're going to take some hits, you're going to get bruised, you're going to learn some lessons, as I said, and hopefully learn from that. But I wanted to cover on this podcast, instead of buying Hertz, that seems to be the one everyone's complaining that everyone's buying because they already did file for bankruptcy. Why not look for Zach's number ones and number two rank stocks? Those are the strong buys and the buys that are trading under $5. Some more, they're still going to be speculative under $5. And I know everybody loves the under $5. Robinhood traders like the under $5 because you can get big moves in them, obviously. And the volatility, if you're trading them, you kind of like that. But why not get something that might have rising earnings estimates right now, which is kind of rare, given all the um, earnings cuts we're seeing. These stocks would have rising earnings estimates. So I ran the screen and I was surprised that I got 182 companies. I thought it might be like 60 or 70, but there's a lot of uh, ones and twos under $5 right now. So that was kind of interesting. Now I looked at the list, obviously, and there's a lot of drug stocks on the list. Those are popular too. I'm not including any of them on these five stocks because you really have to know what's going on with that particular drug company. What do they have in the pipeline? What are they working on? Where are they in the phases? Are they in phase three and maybe going to have a viable drug or not? There's all these issues with the drug stocks and not even just COVID related, but any type of biotech working on um, finding new uh, treatments or vaccines and all of that. So that takes a whole nother uh, level. And I know a lot of people like to just trade those as well, but I'm going to avoid some of those here. So what else is on the list? I took five companies that I at least had some familiarity with. They are all under $5 except for one which jumped up after I ran the screen. (laughs) So slightly above $5, but it's close enough. So we'll include it. And let's dive in and see like what these stocks are and um, what's going on with them under $5. So the first one is Armstrong Flooring. Yes, they make the flooring. We all know Armstrong well-known name. They've been around a long time, ticker AFI. They have no PE. They're supposed to lose $2.44 this year, but improvement next year of $1.54. They're only trading at $3.11 as of the time of this podcast and um, took a look kind of to see what was going on with them in terms of their last earnings report. So sales were up 10% in January and February before COVID as the home renovation market and industry was doing well. Consumer felt good. Stock market was doing well. They, um, we had great employment. And so why not fix up your house? Why not get those new floors? So sales were doing double digits and then fell off the cliff in March, as you might expect. Now, whether or not those are coming back, we're going to see in the next couple months, but possibly, right? Because people are still still working from home and spending a lot of time at home and may want those new floors. So as of March 31st, they had 31.9 million in cash on hand and 52 million in total liquidity. So there's that aspect of it. Um, it, Even if you're day trading them, you might want to know where their financials are 
right here. So I definitely recommend that everybody um, investigate what is happening um, with the companies themselves and not just go off like a basic screen like this. But again, I know a lot of people like to day trade these types of stocks. So there's that aspect of it. Okay, so that's Armstrong Flooring AFI. Second company is familiar probably to a lot of uh, people and it's BlackBerry BB. This has been day, day traded uh, for a while now. This is the one that was under $5. It was at $4.99, but it's getting a little boost here. It's up at $5.25 today. PE is at 99.8 because they're only supposed to make five cents this year, but one estimate is moving higher. So that's where you get the Zach's rank. And so one analyst a little more bullish and at least they're making something. So that's BlackBerry BB. Third one is in the energy side, but they are on the refining and specialty products. So Calumet Specialty Products is the name, CLMT. They're expected to see a loss of $1.23 this year and then just 30 cents next year, trading at $2.87. As of March 31st, they had 103.7 million in cash. And again, like I said, they operate three refineries and then uh, do like specialty fuel products and other products on the energy side um, and oil side. So keep them in mind if you're thinking about like the energy, because there are some uh, under $5 on that side. A second energy stock is Comstock Resources, CRK, and they are in the nat gas side. So not so concerned about what the oil prices are. Nat gas has been uh, suppressed as well. That's been depressed on there. But second half of the year, expected to see some improvement in nat gas prices. Now, they are trading at $4.90. Their PE is 11, and they're expected to make $0.44 cents this year. So um, pretty cheap, still uh, have earnings, and those earnings are on the increase on the estimates because, again, the net gas scene is supposed to improve in the second half of the year. Comstock Resources is currently in the insider trader portfolio here at Saks that I run because some insiders have been buying over there. So I was familiar with that one when I saw it on the list here on the screen. And our fifth stock, this one's kind of interesting, actually, and intriguing, XL Brands. X-C-E-L is the name. Their ticker is X-E-L-B as in Barry. So X-E-L-B. And what they do is they are a media and consumer products company where they make a lot of money off of licensing out the names. So they actually own Halston, Judith Ripka, and Isaac Mizrahi. Uh, they own the IP on those brands and they license it out. And so that's an interesting area. They are only $21 million market cap. So this is like a micro cap stock. They're trading at $1.15 right here. They have a forward PE of 3.8 though, because they're expected to make 27 cents this year. So expected to make 27 cents, stock is trading at $1.15. They have 4.2 million in cash on hand. So they do have some cash there, but um, consumer, uh, apparel accessories are going to be challenged here 
for a little while, but they got the licensing side of it. And so that might not be quite as bad. So it's an, this is an intriguing little microcap company that you might want to take a look at if you are really interested in seeing those ones well under $5, right around a dollar. So these are kind of interesting names. Like I said, anything, um, if you're thinking of uh, investing, owning, you should be investigating and researching on your own to find out what their financial situation looks like, especially this year during the COVID because some companies might not make it as we've seen with Hertz. So uh, keep that in mind, but um, you know, and you have a, spe a special risk when you have stocks under $5 as well. But I know you love them and you don't have to just be Robinhood traders to love those, those under $5 stocks, right? A lot of people like them, consider them to be lottery stocks, so to speak. And so that's what I wanted to bring you here today. So let me recap the stocks again. We had Armstrong Flooring, AFI, they're trading around $3. Blackberry, BB, they are just over $5 right now. Calumet Specialty Products, CLMT on the energy side, right around $3, uh, give or take. Comstock Resources, CRK, they are at uh, $4.90, so right around $5. And then XL Brands, XELB is that ticker, at just around a dollar. So these are some intriguing names. I like doing these screens on the under $5 with the good Sachs rank, hoping that we're going to get some rising earnings estimates and uh, might see something that's making some kind of money, and some of these are. So that's always a good thing to see. And always, if you're a newbie investor, be sure to go on Zax.com and look around at a lot of our resources. We do have an education page on there. It'll talk about what the Zax rank is, how it works. Listen to my old podcast. I have some podcasts that are just about how to be a beginning investor. Maybe I need to do that again. Um, but investing is a little bit different than trading, right? Maybe I should have my work colleague on here, Jeremy Mullen, who has uh, been big into the trading. And so maybe I will. I'm going to have him on coming up soon so we can discuss, you know, some more tips for those of you who are new at all of this. Um, because it is exciting, but as Lee Cooper, Cooperman said, there, there could be blowups, there could be a lot of risks, so keep all of that in mind, and be sure to subscribe here so you can check out the other podcasts. You can get us on SoundCloud, I know a lot of you are there, and we're on Apple Podcasts, we're also on um, Spotify, not as many people on Spotify, but I know you can find us over there as well. So definitely get us somewhere, but be sure to because you don't want to miss a single episode. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.